0: Hey everybody, I'm Nick Davis. Welcome to Simply Not Easy, the podcast about simple action steps to improve the journey of your life as I work to improve the journey of my own. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Simply Not Easy, here on a fantastic day and celebrating episode number 100. You know, it's kind of crazy thinking back about Oh, four months or so ago three and a half months ago when I started this with just episode one the start and never you know I um, wasn't exactly anticipating a time I'd stop this but also wasn't expecting to be able to hit a hundred days straight so it's been pretty cool it's been a journey it's been a trip um, definitely enjoyed uh, the process of reaching out to all of you talking about these topics and also for myself too to articulate these things that I care about that are part of my life, it actually helps me better synthesis, synthesize it myself too and kind of come up with these new uh, different ways of thinking as well. So it's been a blast and a joy for me as well. Hopefully, it's been good for all of you who are listening out there. So today, Tasty Tuesday, episode 100, we're going to talk about a food that can help you in your journey to live not only to 100 but healthy as a 100-year-old. So going forward with this, we're talking about seaweed today and definitely one of my all-time favorite foods. I'm not saying I just like hang out, munch on raw seaweed all the time, but actually I do sometimes. Um, Depending on the type, it can be pretty good. Other kinds can be a little bit uh, stale and rougher. But I love this stuff. Fantastic. So again, focusing on stuff we can do to live to 100 and for this 100th episode and seaweed is one of those great foods as far as the nutrition of it absolutely love it it's got some great minerals in there i mean if you think about it coming straight from the sea and the sea being all this like salt water and all these different things Um, it's got a great balance of minerals in there, things like iodine that's so essential that oftentimes now when we have table salt, um, it's ionized. It has, it's iod, iodinized. So anyways, it has added iodine to it so that we can help our thyroid and all that good stuff. Um seaweed's also got some great magnesium depending on the type it's got some amazing types of fatty acids and fats that are essential for us that we don't get many other places as well and it's got a whole host of b vitamins it's like almost everything else that's good in life has some good vitamin c in it so this is really just a, a killer compact food and the we have some carbs that come from it but the majority of the nutrients are a little bit of protein and a lot of fat this is a very low calorie food with a lot of nutrients packed in so we call it like a nutrient dense food so this is fantastic for anybody of any age to enjoy munching on for sure i mean one of my guilty pleasures out there is absolutely sushi uh, i love sushi all the time all the time probably too much if i'm being honest with you um and especially if i can you know make my own have some of the brown rice instead of white rice um I was recently talking to some of my friends about how they were saying that, like, oh, yeah, like, I know, like, psychologically, I know that the brown rice is better for me, but I like the taste of the white rice better. I'm not even at that point anymore. For me, it's, um, you know, I I don't know whether I so deeply ingrained the health of the food as a portion of the taste or whether I've just come to. I think it's because I like the way that my body reacts and feels as i digest and have these other good foods but for me the brown rice tastes so much better and all this like these whole or richer foods that actually have substance to them um taste so much better for me and i think that that does have a big influence with these whole glycemic index and the sugar spikes and swings and all that stuff about keeping my energy stable and strong so i mean it's all about you know you gotta you can talk the talk all you want but As for myself putting this stuff out there, I've gotta be living it too, right? It doesn't do me any good if I'm talking about this stuff. And I'm not actually doing it, I'm not living it myself. Because anybody can get up and talk about all this motivation stuff or whatever. And they can make a motivational video from in their bed if they really wanted to. Um, But you gotta have somebody around that actually uh, walks the walk and you know, some days I'm walking, some days I'm running, some days I'm jogging, but Every single day I'm moving in the right direction. Some days just slower than others. And I think that that's essential. You know, when you choose somebody to follow in any way, shape, or form, make sure they're living the message that they preach. And that's as a bare minimum of if you should choose to follow along or not. So before I get kind of in the depth of not only the a little bit more nutrition... Um, I'll touch on the GI stuff, glycemic index, just a little bit. I'll then um, tell you guys a few stories, and we will get back to um, great ways to actually incorporate this into your, whether it's daily life or weekly life or whatever, but get that seaweed in. So going forward, um, glycemic index. The glycemic index of this is very low. Like we talked about, not a ton of the calories come from carbohydrates. So with not a lot coming from carbohydrates... As we go forward in this way, the glycemic index is primarily based on carbohydrate load throughout our system. So it's a very low GI, probably around like a, fift, like a 10 to 15 on that scale, which is fantastic for us. So as we go forward, um, you know this is a great food to keep incorporating every day for ourselves all the time. sorry about that guys so you the other day i had the privilege of talking to an old head headmaster of mine from my high school and great time uh, i just gave her a call up glad she decided to answer the phone and everything uh, we had a really good talk and it was actually kind of funny she um, we were talking along for a while telling her about how i just finished grad school and all this stuff you know sick reflecting back on about six years ago how i just finished up my time at boarding school and all that with her and she she was like yeah we we enjoyed you a lot um and you always had that rebel spirit to you and it was great it was great because she didn't mean that in a bad way whatsoever it was and i I love that idea that you know rebel spirit can be a compliment because that's how i viewed it at the time certainly and i think that's how a lot of us should view that um that, you know, that rebel spirit can be a true complement to who we are and be a good part of our character, not necessarily some, somebody that is looked down upon or seen as a troublemaker. It just means that you don't really settle with the norms. And, you know, it, that's great because if you don't settle with the norms, that means you're ready to make a change. And the hope and the goal is that you can just see a positive direction to make those changes in for yourself as you go forward. Other than last night, we had a big kind of physical therapy hangout with everybody, little cocktail hour reception, and it was great. We had all of our classmates there um, from our six years, and we had most of our professors were able to show up, and it was actually great. We had one uh, guest appearance there who he was a former professor of ours that retired two years ago and absolute great guy, fantastic man, Nick Courier, um, entertaining guy, and it was cool for him, you know, seeing him make a couple hour drive down to make an appearance for us all, to see us all kind of on our way off on a, where we had a few classes with him, and just great guy all the way around, really enjoyed connecting with him a lot, and, you know, he definitely was one of many, many professors and mentors to help kind of steer my Direction in life, and specifically with working with a lot of musicians. Um, there was even a period of time where I was going to try and start my own uh, class for um, for musicians about kind of body awareness, stuff like that, um, ergonomics, um, because in my mind musicians are underserved, undereducated athletes, not. Undereducated in terms of what they do, they're highly educated and highly trained in that. But in terms of their athletic ability, taking care of their body, very undereducated in terms of that. And they're not at the level where they should be, I think. I'd argue. Um, and I think that there is so much more that we can do to help serve that population. So I was, I was even trying to get a class together and stuff like that. It never ended up working out. You know, it's too much, uh, way too many logistics trying to have a grad student um, get registered to actually teach and run an entire course and coordinate that. But it was still an amazing experience try, trying to get that started, even and even kind of coming up with the curriculum just to attempt to get to the point of proposing that. But what I did instead was I was able to work with a lot of um, individual students musicians who are having some issues or questions or whatever and be a resource for them partner with a lot of the um, musical faculty and be a resource for them in that way and that was a great experience for myself that again this professor kind of helped steer me in that direction of but I really need to take the reins for myself to kind of gear up and really make that happen all along the way. And yeah, it was great just hearing a bunch of talks from professors, uh, as if we haven't heard them talk before. No, but uh, it was it was entertaining, great, and it's awesome where we're at the point where they're much more of just colleagues and friends now, uh, especially when the pressure of you know we all. I already enjoyed all of them, but just the pressure of you know them not grading us and stuff like that once that's off the table even more, it's just so much more of a relaxed, amazing environment to be a part of, um, and to see all our classmates who have been together for six years. I mean that's that's wild. That's for me, you know, being 24. That's a quarter of my life. Um, so yeah, great group of people, amazing time of growth, and an amazing, amazing journey to be a part of. But then of course we had our graduate uh, superlative awards. And so they had probably had about 10 of them. I think one of the most entertaining ones we had was most likely to win the lottery than lose the ticket. So I'm not going to necessarily acknowledge or say who that was. Then they got me with the award of most likely to be a professor at Ithaca College. So I guess I'll take that as a compliment. Um, You know, they're or certainly other awards I'd be uh, less flattered to get. So no, I, I enjoyed the, all the teaching assistant jobs I've had and all the mentorship I've been able to um, assist other students with. So it was uh, kind of cool to get that along the way. And again, just mostly hang out and celebrate with the rest of my classmates and everything. But let's head back to the seaweed thing, right? So we know it's great for you, it's good, but some people just may not like it. It may not be their thing. So how can we make this more appealing? And my answer for you is going to be sushi. And if you don't want to go... So one thing you could do is you can make your own sushi rolls up. You can go through all that effort and everything. Get the right paper, get the right like seaweed paper. Roll them up in the right way and all that stuff. But that might be... Well, I've done it before. Um, it is kind of labor intensive. It can be challenging. So what I'd like to do sometimes with a bunch of my friends is I get like the individual sheets of seaweed and we just have those all ready and everything. You can cut them up to whatever size you want and all that good stuff. But then from there you just make up all the ingredients that you want for sushi. You can like steam up a bunch of brown rice, a little bit of quinoa if you want. Uh, have tons of avocado ready, a bunch of like different like little fruits like banana and stuff like that. Um, have a bunch of like little vegetables whether it's cucumbers or carrots um celery have like some of the fish ready if you want to do that if you want to do some egg for it if you want to have like a little bit of cooked meat like some chicken or something like that for the sushi chicken usually is not a sushi thing but sometimes if you're not as big of a fan of fish or fish is too expensive uh sweet potato love some good sweet potato with my sushi But anyways, we do that stuff. Other than you can kind of pick and choose, you can kind of just put that little sushi seaweed thing in your hand other than put the ingredients right in there it's a little bite-sized piece of goodness just ready to go. And from my philosophy, when in doubt, always just add more avocado and that makes life fantastic. So this can be a great, like, easy, fun, kind of unconventional social way of getting a bunch of people together, having some fun with it, and celebrating. Cheers to living towards 100 all right everybody thanks for tuning in thanks for being part of this special journey through simply not easy and cheers to another great next 100 episodes coming forward all right everybody enjoy that food simply not easy